all this stuff, and they literally put it to the test in a swimming pool. <laughs> so they had massive media event. They actually got <laughs> Olympic a swimming pool with syrup. They got Olympic swimmers there. They got the, like U.S. Olympic people. It was this what's up, everybody? This is the Bros Gone Wild podcast. Listeners, in this episode, I wanted to first give a shout out to my mom. Her birthday is tomorrow. She is actually turning 32. So congrats to Mama Bonsai. But in this episode, we discuss Google questions, space movies, a new species of chimp, iPhone X face changing technology, and many more things on top of that. So please enjoy episode 42 of The Bro. When I was 21 It was all a dream just a year ago Busting tables and serving food Which I don't hear it though Now I'm on another Just like that, boys Episode 42 is live Here we are Here we are Rare midday podcast. Yeah, usually we're a little bit later. I kind of, I feel a little fresh right now, I will say that. Fresh? Yeah. So fresh and so clean? Yeah. Feeling like the Febreze Brothers. It's we should just call ourselves the Febreze <laughs> Brothers because it's feeling so fresh right now. It's light out, so it gives a different vibe almost. Yeah. Not no. a lot of artificial light. I appreciate it, yeah. And, yeah, we had Denny on last week, and I do want to start getting some more guests on. I think that was yeah. a great touch. Yeah. And... Katie was saying this to me. We gotta have like a girl voice on there. No, we did. Yeah, we said that last time. I think. <laughs> I was just the starting to realize that. Yeah, we need some brolettes, but yeah. Hey, Katie. Katie can come on, talk. I'll bring it up. Put you on the spot. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but do you wanna get into the yeah. poll real quick? Definitely. So we just recently tweeted out the poll, and it was which is the better space movie. And 84% of people said Interstellar, which was one of the options, and the other option was Apollo 13, which got 16% of the votes. How many votes? In the total sh- of 32. 32. 32. In about, what, an hour and a half, two hours? A couple up? hours, yeah. And then we got one vote for Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, and we got a vote for Space Jam, too. Space Jam wasn't even on there. No, was no somebody, Andrew, somebody Andrew tweeted at us. <laughs> I think... I'm surprised there's actually a few votes for... For Apollo 13. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I think it's just I was pretty lack lack of uh, knowledge on the topic. I feel like it's not really a known movie. I think it, it's a lot I th- of... I think that the majority of people haven't seen it, number one. Number two, they have seen it. A lot of times it's shown in like high school science classes. And people have some stigma that every movie shown in high school science class is shit. Not true. I mean, and, and a lot of it, I think, ha- might have to do with the recency effect or whatever they call that, because it's like a newer oh, movie. Yeah. People probably will gravitate it's fresher, towards fresher. It's not as old looking. More. It has yeah. better like, special, special effects. effects. Yeah. Things like that. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know if that... If we had a, I think we have, if we had a wider age range of people that followed us, we'd have a different result in the poll. Maybe. What did you vote? Oh, I got Apollo 13 for sure. Really? You honestly believe that? Or you just no, I honestly, I honestly believe Really? That. What's the reason? I mean, you guys have seen Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar was good, but it wasn't great. Wow. Interstellar is a solid movie. I think that you have it yeah. way higher than I would ever have it. Like, it was a good movie. 
Like, it was a really good movie. I'm not trying to discredit oh, yeah. how good it was. Just Apollo 13. Just it was the, Apollo 13 is based on true events. Very realistic. Very, um, a lot of things that happened actually happened. It was very realistic based on the truth. Apollo 13, to me, I've seen it a long time ago, and I never really sit down to watch it. And part of that is, one, the recency effect, as you were saying. Yeah. Just that, for some reason, it doesn't really catch my attention. It's kind of boring. It's pretty. It's sort of slow in the beginning. The first 20 minutes or so is slow. It's a slow start to the movie. <coughs> and I would vote Interstellar 10 times out of 10 because... <laughs> Uh, it's it, Interstellar. I could argue Interstellar is my favorite movie. There's so many very, very cool aspects to it, and there's quotes I love from the movie. There's all sorts of things, and it's the first movie where I've actually appreciated a soundtrack. I've never, never yeah. done that before. And one of the really, really, really cool things with Interstellar is I can hear a song out of context, not even seeing the movie, not seeing it for a few months. And I can hear this song and picture the scene, picture what's going on in it, and feel like I'm sitting there watching it as I'm listening to the soundtrack. And the soundtrack just encaptures each scene so beautifully, and it's so well thought out, and there's so many deeper meanings behind what they're saying, behind actually in terms of moving on through gravity. And, uh, there's, oh, there's just so much to the movie, and there's so much... It's an intellectual feast if you can watch it over and over and over and pick up on new things. In terms of the soundtrack, I feel it's very similar to Apollo 13. As what you're saying about the intellectual it's... side of it, yeah, that's more in-depth, more of like you got to really think what's going on. Yeah. I'm surprised I'm surprised you said that, Dean. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were a big fan of Apollo 13. I do. I think I think it's a or I'm sorry. I am. I I think it's a great movie. It I've seen it. A, I've seen it a handful of times, and I'll probably watch it another handful. And I'm okay it's, with that. It's got a great cast. Yeah, not not it saying does. that. It, not it saying that Interstellar doesn't. Matthew McConaughey is fantastic. It's one of those movies with a lot of lines that just stick with you. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> yeah. Come on, that's just. That's it was so cliche, but it's it's one that of those wasn't originated movies. from that movie, was it? I have no idea. Who knows? But yeah. And but I like your I like your idea with the soundtracks and how that sort of even elevates the movie for you because I have movies for me that are just like that. The movie itself is probably is could even be questionable, but the soundtrack mm-hmm. definitely plays but a part. The thing with Apollo thirteen is I feel like there's a lot of movies that are kind of similar and kind of set up similarly as they headed out to space and things went wrong and then they crash landed back to Earth in a way. I feel like and you could argue. It was just. This, a, I feel like you could argue similarly with Interstellar how they went out into space, things went wrong, and they had to figure it out. Like Apollo thirteen. All I'm saying is Apollo thirteen because it was based on something that already happened. I knew the storyline, but when I was first watching Interstellar, and it's such a unique story and such a unique concept, whereas Apollo thirteen is just. A historical event, a recapture. It's hard for me to appreciate that. Whereas this is a new idea. This never happened, and it's almost creating so, this fictional area. So you would. So you. You're telling me you'd prefer a movie that is completely made up rather than a very solid movie based on facts that you already know. To a point. Okay. 
What's a movie that's based on true events that you do like? Just out, just out of curiosity. I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you can think of one, really. I don't know. Do you guys have any in particular? Apollo thirteen. Deepwater Horizon. <laughs> Great movie. Incredible movie. What yeah. else? Forty two. The radio. The Boston bombing one. Yeah. The I can't oh, think of the name. Election, right. not election. I haven't seen that. So it's unbelievable. And I'm not saying Patriot. Patriot. But for some reason, I have this weird stigma. For for space movies that are trying to recreate a realistic event. Did you like The Martian? Sort of. Love that movie. Love that movie. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I guess I'm not describing this as well as I should. Because I, I appreciate movies that are based on real events because it lets you kind of get a behind the scenes to what really happened. But for some reason, I don't know what it is. Apollo 13 doesn't do that for me. What about Armageddon? It doesn't satisfy that need. I think Armageddon's in- incredible. But <laughs> I know it's very similar to Apollo 13. But Arm- Oh, I would say it's it's closer to Interstellar. It's more of a fictional... Science fiction type. Yeah. yeah. So I can see how you would gravitate towards that. I bit. guess, yeah. That's that's how I feel. That's a, Because I, even though... Even though Armageddon was placed... Like you were saying, the latency effect or whatever... That Armageddon is similarly filmed to Apollo 13 in that time period, so I do appreciate Armageddon a lot more than I appreciate Apollo 13. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've I feel like there's a lot of people who haven't seen Apollo 13 who maybe it's lost watch. during this conversation. But it's yeah. worth a watch. It's, oh, definitely worth, worth a watch. I agree. But Interstellar's a little bit better. <laughs> I was I was going looking at interviewing at Google potentially. Oh really? <laughs> and knowing that we've seen Google and we've seen the internship and yeah. I was curious on what kind of interview questions you'd come across at Google. And I ended up finding this article that really gave basically word for word some of the questions they've asked and the first question on that article is if you're shrunk down to the size of a coin and thrown into a blender, <laughs> the blades start in 60 seconds, what do you do? And it was very interesting because they'll actually ask this in a Google interview. This is a legitimate question that they might ask their programmer or whatever. And they expect a legitimate answer and a reasoning behind it. And so this article actually had some of the reasonings, kind of conceptually and through uh, formulas and all those things. So for this example, it actually, they related it to a rocket formula in terms of E equals MGH. So E is, so to speak, a bottle rocket. Okay. Let's, let's say we're talking about a bottle rocket here. And so they the factors are M and G, so mass and gravity pulling it down and height, how high yep. it goes and all those things. And so they explained it that if you have one bottle rocket and that shoots up, it'll go to that whatever height is in that bottle rocket. And if you attach another bottle rocket to that, it's gonna go to the same height because that mass is the exact same, that even though there's double the fuel, there's double the mass, right. so it's not gonna go any higher. Okay. And so they related it to a human that's shrunk down to the size of a penny in that you still have the muscle, the muscles and the, the height of everything is the same in you, and your mass you is the same. Mass, so you can jump. 
super high. So, you, so your mass is going from what you are into really short, but your jump height would actually stay the same since your mass was so much lowered. And so because the variables stay consistent as you get small in terms of strength and whatever, you would actually jump as high as you'd be able to jump as a mini human as you can as a big human. Interesting. And that's what they want that's you to break down in an interview. That's what they said in the movie. Yeah. Wow, okay. I've, I've never really actually thought about the actual reasoning behind that, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Relating it to, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a cr- incredible comparison. Yeah, the actual physics behind it. So you and could it, jump just as high that small as you can. Yeah. Yeah, that makes Precisely. sense. That makes sense. I'd still be able to jump 50 inches. <laughs> damn. <laughs> Maybe not be able to fully dunk, but damn. <laughs> Another question, using a four-minute hourglass and a seven-minute hourglass measure nine minutes and it's all about you start both at the same time and then once the four minute one runs out you flip over the four minute one and then once your seven minute one you flip over the seven and then as the four minute one runs out then you flip over the seven again because that measured a minute from the previous four minute one. Oh, jeez it's just weird stuff <laughs> and to give you a couple more questions it's if you had a stack of pennies as tall as the Empire State Building, could you fit them all in one room? And you have to ask questions, well, how big is this room? Big, yeah. Is this is this a stack? There's a lot of different stuff. And one of the favorite ones I read in there, can you swim faster through water or syrup? What do you guys think? Is that a... I feel like, I feel like you. it's almost a trick question. They want you to say water, but... but I feel like it should be and, but it will be so. This was a this was actually debated between Isaac Newton and Christian Huygens in the 19 in the 1600s. Oh. And they had this big debate on whether which was which and it ended up just basically they couldn't figure it out and then left it. And 3 centuries later, University of Minnesota chemists put it to the test. They actually they <laughs> got the approvals they they had to obtain 22 approvals including permission to pour massive quantities of syrup down a drain and they had to get permission to put it into the Minnesota all this stuff and they literally put it to the test in a swimming pool <laughs> so they had massive media event they actually got <laughs> Olympic, a swimming pool with syrup they got Olympic swimmers there they got the, like US Olympic people it was this huge event <laughs> massive that's so cool when was this? In uh, around uh, early 2000s, so I think it was the the paper was submitted oh in 2004, and they actually won the some Nobel Prize in 2005 for this experiment. But the paper was submitted in 2004, so I'm guessing maybe 2003, 2002. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he had to get all these approvals, and it was Olympic swimmer, and. It was just basically one of the uh, important thing to know is, and that swimmers have always known, you actually swim faster in salt water because the density is lighter and it kind of picks you up a little bit more so you can glide easier through salt water compared to, and there's all these, and it's a big difference between the viscosity of the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. And what's interesting is, so Newton believed that you would swim slower in syrup, but turns out the viscosity is about, is basically the same to like a point whatever. And... So you encounter the same amount of drag as you would in syrup to water, and they found out that they are equal. There isn't you don't swim faster in either. You swim the same speed. In two of After point all of that, three point zero three percentage, you might have been a little little bit faster in water. Maybe that's just more I comfortable. Feel, 
but you swim the same like, speed compared to syrup and water. I feel like syrup would be more viscous than water. Can you imagine how uncomfortable that would be swimming through syrup? You'd be so sticky. Oh, you'd have to wash <laughs> every. And I guess it it does depend what types of syrup. Whether it, I think it, it, because they look at the viscosity. So if it's a corn syrup or a yeah. Aunt Jemima's or <laughs> a, <laughs> a buttermilk, yeah. who knows? They fill it with Miss Buttersworth, <laughs> just squeezing out the. <laughs> yeah, but it was That's crazy, dude. It's so interesting to read and. Uh, and reading all these very intellectually deep things and hearing the equations behind getting the resolutions is so cool. They even ask, imagine a country where the all the parents want to have a boy and every family keeps having children until they have a boy. Then they stop. What's the proportion from males to females? And it turns out through the equations, through the reasoning. More females, right? It's the same. Oh, if sure. they do that, which is weird to think about how that works out. 50, 50. So you could you could have a you could have a boy and immediately stop, or you could have five girls and then you have a boy, and mm -hmm. it's it was just super interesting to see how they get to their resolutions. And yeah, that's so far over my head. <laughs> but they would, they wouldn't ask like if you're going in to do like sales, they wouldn't ask you these questions. These mm -hmm. are more for the science people that are coming. And it's funny yeah. too because there's even a question. A man pushed his car into a hotel and lost his fortune. What happened? <laughs> okay, what happened? And the right answer is he was playing Monopoly. And then you can move on to the next question. Are you shitting me? <laughs> there's a million of these things. And you have to I was think just so out of the box and just so And part of well, the That's way they, they ask these questions. It's like, it's the googliness. Yeah, is they want you to reason out and figure, and they want to hear your thought process behind it. One of the questions: How much would you need to be paid to wash every window in Seattle? <laughs> so you go, okay, so maybe the population of Seattle is this. Think about how many. Think windows, about how many. So the maybe there's this take. many buildings. It you have to. They just want you to work through. They don't expect you to get it exact by any right. shape, way, shape, or form. But it's all about how you got there. Right. And That's cool. And we're at a point in our lives where we're getting to the interview processes of everything. Yeah, we are. And I have a I have a phone interview coming up, and I don't know. Do you guys have any particular questions of? I don't know that you've experienced a weird interview and you've yeah. gone, "Holy shit!" I don't know what to say. <laughs> not really. Nothing seems to be that out of the box. Not yet. Not yet. Anyways. Not yet. Yeah. No. But we can kind of expect it to come. Here pretty I've, fast. Yeah, I've had professors explain how he'll sit down for an interview, for a sales type interview, and he'll have a, a pencil out and he goes, Sell this to me. The, <laughs> the uh, interview. Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he, he said he's actually had that real world where it's just, what What's your process? How well, do you show this to me? Do you let me touch it? Do you let me use the product or do you always show it? There's all these little things that they're kind of noting down or paying attention to. And, yeah. I think if I was in an interview, I think I would do exactly what was in that movie. Write down your name. <laughs> oh, you can't? Supply and demand. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's always interesting, too, because do you have open-ended questions or do you want them to come to exact answers so that you can better Fun judge event. all the candidates? Yeah. Whereas you might say something and they get on a tangent or do you kind of keep it more centered on right. something? And there's so much to the interview process that... Yeah, I think you should let it run wild, for sure. Yeah, I'm more on the let it run wild. You learn more about somebody, I You think, get deeper into who they are. Yeah. But 
More than more well, than one way to skin a cat. Welcome to welcome. <laughs> I saw something interesting that I wanted to bring up. So the new iPhone is out, iPhone X, and you guys know about the face recognition that's going on with it. Apparently, a Vietnamese company, uh, tech company, BCAV, took less than a week to figure out a mask that tricks the face recogni- facial recognition system, and you can unlock any iPhone with it. Really? And it's the creepiest shit so I've ever seen. One y- universal mask that will unlock any phone, no matter what the face is it, on the phone. Yeah, it tricks the it tricks the whole process and the whole mapping of your face Whoa. and unlocks it. Took less than a week. That is wild. Do you, yeah. Is there? You said yeah. there's a picture of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet, tweet it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up right now. That um, is crazy. Yeah, it is. But uh, it looks like a I'm, almost like a Michael Myers Halloween mask or something. It's crazy. Just one mask for every person. That's what surprises me. And it would be less surprising if they could like engineer like a mask for fig- one person individually. Yeah. Interesting. And Whoa. the basis of it. <laughs> The basis of it is it's yeah. that retina camera or whatever that puts a million dots on your face and looks at the depth of each dot and right. how it hits. And exactly. So you can do it at night. You can do it in the day. You can. So if you're wearing the something that tricks it or whatever, you're in. That's weird. Oh. That mask was pretty darn easy to make, like a bed sheet and just put it over your face. It's kind of concerning. Yeah, I don't know. But they say with your iPhone X right now, the face recognition works almost every single time. They say one out of a million times someone will just by chance unlock it. It'll screw up. Well, they said in terms of the thumbprint one, one out of Apple said this in their keynote meeting, but I believe it was one out of twenty thousand thumbprints. 50. Will, one out of fifty thousand yep. thumbprints will work to the next one. Yep. So you could, I'm, I, I've started trying them lately. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And, but this one, like you said, it's one in a million. So yeah. to, quote unquote, it's a lot better security than right. uh, thumbprint, which is intriguing. But to hear that kind of stuff is like, right. wow. Do you, are you guys interested in the, uh, what would be, what do you guys think is the best feature of the new iPhone? What do you think is the selling point or what you would want out of it? The screen size, from my understanding, is the selling point, it's, right? It's the, the same size as, like, this phone, I believe. Uh, it's just the full thing is screen. So you don't have these black Yeah, and there's this little impeding yeah, point on the top. Yeah, tiny part on the top Which right is here. the connect, basically. And and that's that's what they're going for, right? That's the whole... Because what's most... About it. No well, button. Most, right. oh, most really? of their... There's only buttons on the side. There's no... Yeah, there's no home button. button. You swipe up and you have to do... You have to learn different gestures to I guess it is pretty freaking cool, though, to fly through the gestures and... Wow. And to get to your main menu, it's like... It's swiping up on the bottom and... Jeez. You like pull from the corner to get what you get here. And Dang. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Gotta switch it um, Not bad. I read last week, I meant to bring this up on the last podcast, but we ran out of time. They discovered a new species of great ape, which is interesting because there's only there were only seven, I believe, before, and so they just added an eighth. So it's a very small group. But it, it wasn't like they went out and found a new species this year. They classified they, it. They discovered the species, I believe, in the 80s. I read this about a week ago so a little rusty but they found this in the 80s and through testing they've been testing it for a while 
and the DNA and stuff, they finally came to the conclusion that it was a new species of great ape. And so it looks exactly like a, just a massive orangutan. Hmm. It's cool. They make really weird sounds. I watched a video. Interesting noises that these things make. They're big? Yeah. Big? Oh, yeah. Where are they located at? Is it just somewhere in... Some jungle and some remote place. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Huh. I wonder what kind of implications that has on other things. Uh, like, do they have to reprint a million books? Do they... Yeah. What does that brilliant. really kind of mean once they do that? Yeah, yeah. big scientific <laughs> discoveries like that. They just go, well, we got to scrap this entire... We just got yeah, <laughs> textbooks. God damn it. Just, <laughs> just, just renew these. Jesus. <laughs> got to buy new ones. Yeah, you wonder how far that reaches and how long that takes to... To make it into the, into the books. Mm-hmm. Be reprinted in, in history. That's funny. Yeah. I wonder how... It's it's weird because... They're in Indonesia. Indonesia. It's weird because... I mean, we went through the... What was it? The 80s and things. Or where, or I guess you could even argue the 60s. Where new stuff was getting invented basically every day. And we're at this point where... Quote, unquote, people have thought of almost everything. Right. Which is weird to think about. The fact that we've almost hit our limit. Which is just... Is there a... But you wonder, what is the next scientific discovery that's going to wipe everything to new boundaries? One thing I've read that is like supposed to be the next big thing is the Internet of Things. You ever heard of that? Uh-uh. It's where just normal, everyday objects are all interconnected and all like communicate with each other. It's like AI throughout all these objects. Right. Like, all your cars would communicate with your home. And oh, okay. St- your TV would interact with your computer or yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so an automated all- home or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. That's already begun, right? Well, yeah. yeah. Did you guys ever hear about the Amazon thing that they're doing throughout? I, I believe they kickstarted it in 38 different cities throughout the United States. What's going on? And so a big problem in cities for Amazon deliveries was... You put the package on the on the front door, by the front door, people would just walk by, Take grab it, it and yeah. leave. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you supposed to really stop that? Right. And so Amazon rolled out this whole new system of a remote lock, a camera, a speaker system that you can buy in this bundle. And the Amazon person, as they're walking to your door, if you have this installed, they hit a button, the door unlocks. All they do is open the door up, place it in there. There's a camera on them, and you actually get an email with the video link of them just putting your package where it is and leaving in the door locks. And then now they can do deliveries in cities, whereas before you had to do drop boxes and yeah. they wouldn't put it on the front porch, but that was the problem. You would schedule pickup time or you something. Would schedule, you would have to go in and pick it up, and it was this mess. But now it's this automation where wow. everything is taken care of behind the scenes. That is incredible. Yeah, I read about that too. Just the biggest thing I think with that is the installation of all that. It's stuff. like one hundred and fifty dollars to get everything installed. That's it. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. I thought it, I figured it'd be more than that, but it's gonna take. I off. guess I'm sorry. You, you to hit, not get everything installed to buy everything. I don't know how much it is to put the camera right. in to get the change the locks out with a guy that comes. 
Mm -hmm. I'm more of talking the products. Gotcha. I think the bundle was 150 or so. If you if you if you're if you're an avid Amazon user, Jeez, it might yeah. it might be worth it. That's oh, definitely. Sure. If it saves you time, saves you money. Well, and if you've <laughs> had experience with losing a package in a city like that, if people have taken your yeah. your shit multiple times, that would be people, good. People buy frustrating everything on Amazon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So can you get groceries now? I mean, not on Amazon. You, you can, can get, get online, certain but. food. You can get food and you can get food delivered, oh, okay, packaged, yeah. and you can get a big thing of chips. You can yeah. you can get all sorts yeah. of stuff. Basically, as long as it's not perishable, I'm pretty sure you can get it. Like you're not going to get milk or eggs. Right. Mm -hmm. One really sweet thing that almost I mean we've mentioned it before, but almost all grocery and pickup places have started doing is drive-by pickup yeah. because they need to compete with Amazon. They have yeah. no other way to... And so a guy in one of my classes was talking about it and he goes, yeah, every time I need to pick up salt cleaner for my house or whatever, you know those big bags of salt that you pour into yeah. your... To oh, get the your water softener? Water softener, that's what I couldn't think of. He just goes there and they load everything up in his car. He doesn't have to drag it around the whole store and he goes to Sam's Club, I believe. Right. And it's just... It's pretty sweet, and it's something that I, I really think I'm going to start taking advantage of, that I can have this list of things that I just hit repeat every time I go, and next thing you know, I drive up, and it's waiting for it's me. It's bundled up already. That's pretty It's pretty attractive. Uh, it's exciting it's, where that's going. Yeah, that is really cool. Kroger does that even now. and mm -hmm. takes away from the whole experience, though. It does. It I does. That's the problem, too, because I absolutely love walking yeah. through. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring up something that I thought reminded me of Josh, and it has to do with coffee. Anything of coffee really reminds me of you and Christian. <laughs> so, Fox News viewers are protesting Keurig right now. And Fox News viewers. Fox News, yeah. So, the all day long uh, news talk, whatever. Yep. And there's a news anchor named Sean Hannity. He has his own show. He's kind of like a... He's, he's one of the biggest names on the network. Yeah, right, exactly. And multiple companies, including Keurig, pulled ads because Fox News was interviewing an Alabama sta uh, Senate candidate, Roy Moore, who was facing allegations of sexual assault. Have you, or, heard, have you heard of that guy at all? No. This is the first time I've actually just, heard of it. So just real quick, a little background. This guy's running for Senate, right? Yeah, for Senate. Yeah, he. Um, the election's coming up soon, and he's been... What word am I looking for? Accused of sexual assault or sexual misconduct on like a fourteen-year-old. Jeez. And so it's he's this big for Senate. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's this big controversy of whether he's like a pedophile or if it's you know maybe the Democrats trying to make up something to get him to drop out to get the Democrats a seat. So it's this big thing, and people, a lot of people think he should drop out. Other people are behind him, saying it's all bullshit. Yeah. So it's this big thing going on right now. It's a big debate. Yeah. Go on. Oh, yeah. So anyways, Keurig pulled a lot of ads that they were running during his show. And I guess viewers were mad because they thought that was unnecessary or whatever to do. So now there is a trend going around of all Sean Hannity supporters that are smashing their Keurig products and just destroying them, lighting them on fire. Are you kidding? Doing all this ridiculous stuff, yeah. It's a little over it. the top. It's a very over the top. I'm guessing Keurig made some sort of statement against the show, and then people just got kind of pissed or something. But yeah. At the, 
So I would assume that Keurig pulled it because Hannity was in support of Roy Moore, right? Right, yeah, exactly. So they didn't appreciate it's, they had the guy on, and they were kind of supporting his image and whatnot. So they pulled their, their ads, and people didn't take I mean, that lightly. Agree or disagree, they're pulling their ad basically to show that they are completely against any sort of sexual misconduct or so, yeah, sexual Yeah, they just assault. don't even want to deal with it. Right. They don't yeah. want to have that potential. That's what I think they're... You know, they're not saying... 100%. It's not a political thing. It's more of a That's moral... Ridiculous. It's more of a moral thing, I think. Right. <laughs> I mean, sexual misconduct is not okay, and regardless of what party you, you vote for. So, right. And I feel like people just need to separate that. And, you know, and underst- understand where they're coming from from a business point of view. You may, dis- yeah. you know, you may disagree or whatever, but... Look at it in a realistic view. You're not coming out and saying he did it they're just saying we don't Poor want products. We, we don't want the Keurig associated it's with absurd. anything like that yeah but true or untrue Keurig's a hell of a machine I'll stand behind hell Keurig until the day I die <laughs> yeah it's so great products Dave did I tell you what happened to my brother what happened oh yeah he got did his I, hands burnt did I tell you this no oh my oh. gosh this is terrible so I get a text two day two days ago my brother was actually going to come up and visit this weekend. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, and we're not doing anything. You should come up and hang out, whatever. And he, we get a text in our family group chat, and it's his hand wrapped up in gauze. And it, all the caption says is, I burnt my hand. Here, let me. Burnt my hand really bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so... I, I call him immediately. I go, what happened? Holy <laughs> hell, are you okay? And, and turns out the way – so he works as a barista, and so he does a lot of the coffee stuff, and he does the morning coffee beans where he'll roast the beans before they get into the coffee. And I guess he's also has to do some of the pastries that they sell. So he was grabbing the cinnamon rolls out of the oven, and they don't use oven mitts. They use towels. And so he was reaching up to grab these, and somehow it got tipped over as he was grabbing these cinnamon rolls. And the caramel ended up tipping over onto his hands and burnt all over his hands. And there was nothing he could do because his towel and it's all... And <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> he ended up getting second-degree burns on his hands. And it's, I guess it's really bad on his left, but not that bad on oh his right. goodness. Poor Christian, man. Poor Christian. That's terrible. And I guess he's got a week off of paid work, though, paid work leave, and I think they feel really bad about it because it is pretty bad that they did that. There's no way for him to know grabbing that off that. Right, it's not. There should be a better system behind that. There should at least be oven gloves or oven mitts. Oh, they're paying for everything that he has to get done. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's ridiculous. And he said (laughs) one of the most painful parts was he got caramel burned into his hands oh you gotta take that so out so they were at the urgent care scrubbing it away oh. because that's sticky it is a tough especially to get once out. that dries oh and uh, he apparently went into the burn unit today oh, and yeah. apparently it was extremely painful uh, oh burns dude you don't fuck with burns <laughs> just finished Poor at the burn uh, clinic he comes back in a week and they just he has to put this cream on it every day and it's oh. just this mess. Wow. <laughs> you guys ever been burnt really bad? I've burned like I think my finger on this some sort of pan or something yeah. before. But well, nothing like no, yeah. nothing significant. Nothing. Yeah. No. Well, I burned it though where I got a little blister on it somehow and 
But oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's every day. That's, yeah, that'll happen. It's part of being Bobby Flay in the kitchen. Can <laughs> you burned every now and again? No, I've never been burnt that never. bad. Never? No. I hope it stays that way. That For doesn't sound yeah, at I'd, all. I'd prefer to keep it like that as well. Jeez. Hmm. Good old Christian hanging in there. <laughs> Found, we brought up, uh, I guess I brought up Bo Bergdahl a few podcasts ago. He's the guy from the Serial Podcast that... Uh, he was the He's deserter. The second one. Yeah, he was the deserter in the military. Got captured by Taliban. Everything. Mm-hmm. He. This was about a week and a half ago. Got no jail time. Really. Yep. He just got a rank. He got demoted in his rank and a dishonorable discharge, and I believe maybe some community service of some sort. But he's. He's not going to be behind uh, any jail cells. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. So that was a big. It's the first win for serial. <laughs> yeah. She didn't win her last case. I don't. I think Adnan definitely. I think did. Adnan did it. There's some he's, serious he's flaws. <laughs> Just stuff doesn't add up. No, and histor. I mean, if you're truly innocent, you're gonna be sticking to that same thing 100 percent of the time. He's kind of all over the place, and he would mm-hmm. say stuff, and then he'd take it back. And oh, that, the, that case is definitely interesting. That it's interesting. Definitely has some questions that need to be raised, but at the same time, I don't know if it's enough for yeah. for me. But did you ever watch Making a Murder? The Netflix yeah, I watched documentary? the first half of it. An interesting aspect, uh, or another point of view that my one of my news writing teachers gave me was, so in the show they perceive it as kind of I, I'm not trying to ruin or spoil it in any way, but they perceive it as the police messed this up a mm-hmm. lot. It was a they got it, they have to handle it more carefully. They did an interview. And a really interesting part was my my news teacher was actually really good friends with a a, a reporter that covered that exact thing while right. it was happening, and the her friend was saying, "I'm telling you right now, it could not be more on the side of guilty. He is a hundred percent guilty. Through the evidence she's seen in court, through everything that she's seen, she she goes, it's almost obvious he's guilty. Whereas in Netflix, the way they perceive it as you don't know." And they point to evidence, and they show evidence where they're only showing, I guess, part of what builds their case and builds this questioning reason. Exactly. They're only showing half the story. They're only showing the, <clears throat> the side that helps them. I mean, the Netflix show is... And that's part it's, of it. It's all I for ratings. It. you got to make it appealing. Yeah. You know? Um, it's almost over the top how the Netflix show almost... Where you're you watch so it, biased. You, you, you watch it's a Netflix show, obvious. and you go... How is this guy yeah. even? Mars. Yeah, like yeah. this is ridiculous. And then you hear and, that, and you hear someone that was actually yeah. covering step by step what happened, and she goes, "It couldn't be more obvious. This guy's guilty. It's almost a walk in the park case, to a point." Right. That's but wild, though. It was to hear that other perspective, the real perspective, so to speak, is crazy, and uh, kind of put that to other tests and elsewhere. For the longest time, I thought that guy was wrongfully accused and so I believe so there's two people maybe his name was Brandon or something yeah it was his nephew right his nephew yeah I think he's actually innocent oh really I think he ended up getting off too and mm-hmm. because I mean he was almost mentally autistic yeah and the police kind of for, I mean you watch the interview of him sitting there you can't fake oh, that, that right and I know a bunch of people a bunch of private firms took that case up and, and got probably multi-million dollar lawyers to back him up and, right. and things like that but for the most part I guess the main part of that story the main case he's basically definitely guilty 
hey, you can cut anything to make it look a certain way. Mm-hmm. So it yeah, just it just proves, proves you gotta you gotta look into stuff more. Yeah, before you stand behind something. Anything else uh, no. you guys want to touch on? No, really. What do we got for? We got any sports? We got a lot of sports tonight. College basketball starting up finally. Really? Yeah. I Michigan, know that. Michigan State and Duke play tomorrow. Number one and number two. Wow. Tonight. Michigan well, State's Tuesday. number two. I saw it today on. I saw an ad today that wow. said it was might be, Tuesday. Might be Tuesday. I didn't realize Michigan State was anyway. that good. Preseason number two. Yeah, they've only played one game. Really? But I, I mean, they, they got their best player back, and they're gonna be good. Huh. And. Uh, so Duke's one, Michigan State's two. Who, uh, where does Michigan stand in these rankings? Oh, I don't know. No clue. <laughs> I don't think they're. I don't know if we even know if they're ranked this year. Sad. <laughs> so yeah. sad. What are you gonna do? They're, oh, they're not ranked. Yep. Poor guys. <laughs> they play. They play Central Michigan tonight on Big oh, Ten Network. Jeez. Wow. Yep. What there time? you go. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. I'm gonna miss the whole thing. That's bad. We did not know that. I saw. I saw a Snapchat. A McCarty Snapchat of him at U of M. I just uh, didn't think twice about it, dude. I might have to watch that. Yeah, I will 100 watch Michigan that. Michigan State Duke is tomorrow. You were trying to watch that tonight, Josh? Come yeah. On. Absolutely. A little bro date. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish we had a, like a TiVo recording here. I know. So do I. Cause you. Even if I see sweet stuff on TV, I can't rewind and show you guys or something. Exactly. Being, being able to rewind live t- TV my, is amazing. My dad is the master of that. It's hard to watch TV <laughs> at times with him. Oh, come, come look at this. Come look at this. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so sp- basketball's picking up. I mean, we're at a – I was talking to Denny this morning. It's a tough point in the semester. I had three exams last yeah. week. I've got all my term papers are finally becoming due at this point in the semester. Yep. Yeah. It's just it's just worrisome and bothersome. Yeah, I mean we have to do the cast in the other day today. It's the only time we could all right. really match up and do it. Yeah. It is what are, it is. Things are collectively just kind of growing. Because, yeah, going growing and getting a little stressful. It's and, almost over. But yeah, we're almost done with this semester. Oh, be, uh, I mean, we've been meaning to bring this. Uh, wanted to talk to you about it, Jonah, but we'll introduce it on the cast a little bit. We're mm. thinking about doing a seven-day extravaganza, and I know I texted you about this. Yeah, we kind of talked. We're a trying bit about to it. figure out a good week to do it because right now I can't do it. I have, right, this I have week other stuff be I need to deal week, with, yeah. and it's tough doing it. But I don't know. We're gonna keep an eye out, listeners. If uh, yeah, it might not be. Might, it could be maybe a few weeks from now, but just keep an eye out because it'll yeah. be a fun extravaganza. All right, guys. I guess uh, see you next Monday. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Burroughs Gone Wild podcast. If you'd like to find us on Instagram, type in Burroughs Gone Wild podcast. We are on SoundCloud as Burroughs Gone Wild podcast. You can, on iTunes, you can type in Burroughs Gone Wild podcast. On Twitter, you can type in BGW Podcast, and on YouTube, you can type in Bros Gone Wild Podcast. So, wherever you want us, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, all that. We'll see you next Monday.